Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. What are you doing today? So, uh, completed the San Francisco meetup yesterday. Uh, a lot of fun. Actually, near Chinatown, kind of. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I was a little surprised at how few people had actually read my book, One Rental at a Time. I think the audience was like 60, maybe 65 folks, and only two people raised their hands. I got to do a better job of marketing this book, I guess. Uh, it's hard to do it as a self-published guy. But anyways, we are doing Berkeley later today, and then I will go ahead and post my dry run of this video Friday morning, probably around 10, 10.30 or so. But on to the news of the day. First and foremost, we have to talk about Morgan Stanley uh, buying E-Trade. Uh, you know, on the surface, I think the transaction makes a ton of sense. Uh, Morgan Stanley allows wealth management to take a you know, up to about 60% of the new combined company, which will help balance out their um, trading, which can be pretty volatile. So I think it's a genius idea by Morgan Stanley. Uh, I was a little surprised at how big E-Trade was. Uh, 5.2 million customers and $360 billion in assets. That's impressive, right? Um, that's just, that's that's some big numbers. So uh, looks like the transaction is going to cost Morgan Stanley about $13 billion and be, hi Hector, how you doing? Good morning. And be completed uh, in the fourth quarter. So uh, I think this is a, um, I think this is one of those situations. It's a solid transaction for both companies. I think the customer ultimately wins. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just, a, I think it's a solid partnership, right? You, you're sort of gaining assets and customers. You're balancing out your book. It's uh it's a pretty strategic move. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Goldman came out yesterday after hours, Goldman Sachs, and basically shared that, uh, you know, basically shared with their investors that they are not appreciating the potential for uh, at least a short-term correction. Uh, I think they are clearly starting to see that Q1, right, for us is going to be disruptive, right? There are now significant supply chain things going on. Uh, awesome! I'm glad you like them. I like. I look forward. To, I look forward to them every day. Also, so thank you, Lewis. Uh, so uh, you know, I just think we need to appreciate it. If you're a long-term trader and you're not a day trader, maybe it doesn't make sense. But Goldman was basically saying. Goldman Sachs was basically saying. You know, uh, we expect more and more companies to announce disruptions, either in customers, because again, the second largest market is basically not shopping. Uh, and second, if you have stuff being kind of, you know, configured, even some of the supplies being configured, the components, 
uh, expect supply disruption. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this integrated supply chain uh, across the world, uh, which has done great things to lower costs and all of that, kind of how it reacts when when part of it is kind of surprisingly disrupted. So Goldman's like, be careful. They did poo-poo the you know whole bear market thing, which you know the world economy I think is in general pretty strong. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Q1 can't be bad, and we make it up in Q2. But I think they're right. I think Q1 is going to be pretty bad. It looks like Virgin Galactic's got to be talked about again, kind of day two. We talked about it yesterday. It overtook Tesla as the largest momentum play, which freaks me out. Anytime I see a herd going somewhere, I get so nervous because I was so burned by the uh, 2000, you know, the dot-com stuff. So it just makes me nervous. But again up 310% in three months. That's, you know, if you put 10, 20, $30,000 into that stock three months ago, you're living pretty good. So uh, totally, you know, again, never listen to me for stock advice. I am probably way too conservative. Market risk, sector risk, stock risk, forget it. I'm not looking there. Uh, next up, there's a gentleman, I don't know if you follow, uh, Financial Samurai. Um, that's his pseudonym. I believe his name is Sam Doggen, Dugan, D-O-G-E-N, I think that's his name. Anyways, he's one of those guys that I follow on occasion, read an article from him. He's featured a lot in CNBC and Fortune and Forbes as kind of a contributor. Uh, I, I listened to him because he retired at 34, uh, basically left the rat race at 34. Uh, it's kind of a little disingenuous because he had a Wall Street job, right? He's a, he was an investment banker for 13 years. Uh, so I'm guessing he had a pretty significant income, at least more than you and I, probably, I'm guessing. Uh, so, but again, you know, I know a lot of people with high income that, that live paycheck to paycheck. So, so good for Sam or, or good for the financial samurai. But the reason this article caught my attention is uh, he's basically talking about the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early. And he's saying that that movement is basically... Um, kind of splintering a little bit. He doesn't say this, but this is what I took from the article. And he's basically saying some people take the fire movement to become super savers. And, you know, they drink water instead of this. They they move to less expensive areas. All kinds of strategic things. Uh, but they, they take it to the extreme, right? Where they ignore relationships. They don't have kids if that was something they wanted because, um, you know, all of those things cost money. And they're basically saying now people are doing this and they're not happy, right? They've been doing it for a while, making the choices. And again, the whole super saver thing is out of fear or scarcity, which is something that historically speaking may feel okay in the short term, but never really leads to any kind of real wealth. It's hard to save your way to financial freedom because you need assets. More importantly, you need assets that produce income because that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to replace your active income with passive income. In savings, in today's environment, at 1%, maybe 2%, it's not going to get you there. Uh, so he's he's kind of you know saying you need to have an abundance mindset. Yes, yes, save, save, save. It's earn, save, invest, repeat, right? That's He doesn't say that, but that's, that's, that's how you do this, right? And I talk about learning your market because that third step, that invest step, that's where you're taking your hard-earned savings that you've struggled, you've made sacrifices, and 
you have to step up and, 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 and buy something, right? And it can feel risky and all of that. So that's why I have the course that makes you feel more confident. It tells you to do some homework for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever you need. You've got to look at it and learn. You need to have some confidence. So again, Financial Samurai, it's a good read. I think he's entertaining. Uh, again, I believe his, uh, his real name is Sam, oh, I can't say that, Doggen, D-O-G-E-N. So again, interesting. Um, next up, we have kind of just a running tally of people that are highlighting this virus as a problem. Procter & Gamble, uh, supply chain issues. Um, Marsk, huge shipping giant, talking about problems. Air France, talking about 200 million uh, and now, uh, surprisingly, the U.S. hospitals, even though as of this morning we have 15, one, five confirmed cases, uh, they are highlighting that they are getting prepared for a potential pandemic. People are looking at South Korea and Japan as that second, um, you know, area to go and, and then it'll become a pan pandemic if, if we can't keep it just in China. So uh, looks like the CDC and U.S. hospitals are trying to figure out what they could do uh, if it kind of kind of goes that way uh next up looks like that region of china i can't really say it hubei h-u-b-e-i uh, has actually asked companies not to reopen till march 11th and schools are shut down indefinite indefinitely scary times right so again i think there's like 11 million people there so it's it's amazing that they can shut down a region i what city has 11 million people? Is that like Houston? I don't know. I got to figure out what city has 11 million people and, and ask myself, could the U.S. really shut down a city like that? It's pretty crazy. And then next up, uh, Bloomberg, right? I talked about, not yesterday, but the day before, about getting our popcorn ready. Apparently, he qualified for the debate. Uh, I told you he was going to get attacked and crushed, and it'd be interesting to see if he can respond. Well... He did a really bad job, and he left that debate pretty well bruised. Clearly doesn't like debates. He's not a politician, which I frankly think is a good thing, um, but he did not leave that stage. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. Still has plenty of time to recover. His ads are going all over the place. I think he's going to spend a billion dollars, which is just an insane amount of money. Um, nah, no thanks. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want to be president. No chance. Um, but again, he's got, he's got to recover pretty quick. Um, I, again, one guy's opinion, I think he's the only candidate on that side of the fence that has a chance to take him out. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Um, good morning. How you doing? I'm glad you like the book. It means a lot. And that just means that we are going to have a socialist potentially going up against a capitalist. And um, we're going to see what happens. But, you know, nothing's decided yet. Bloomberg still has a chance to recover. There'll be plenty of other debates. But, man, that was a weak performance. I mean, every answer he had to the attacks. And it's not like these attacks weren't even a surprise. I mean, you and I could have said, hey, you're going to get attacked because you've said some shitty things about women. Or, you know, you've had a, a checkered past here and there. God, just did horrible, horrible, just horrible. So anyways, uh, two more things before I get ready for our weekly series. Uh, yes, just leave the market alone. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Victoria's Secret looks like it's going private. 
I didn't even know it was public, to be honest. I didn't know. Uh, but it looks like they're going private for $1.1 billion. Um, yeah, I didn't even know they were public. And, and uh, i actually surprised that they're only worth $1.1 billion. So I was kind of surprised on both sides of that. What do I know? Uh, and then it uh, looks like gold hit a seven-year high today. That is an indicator to me that some people are getting scared, right? Gold is up. Yields are down. It tells me people are getting scared, right? Consumers are changing behavior. And maybe the market is in for kind of a rocky... Fridays are going to be rocky. I think tomorrow's going to be rocky, right? People don't want to be long the weekend like we talked about a month ago. I think tomorrow's going to be one of those days where nobody wants to be long the weekend. So in the end, that's what I got for you today. Um, again, today's... Uh, every day is fun. I love sharing with you what I read. Uh, if you have, remember, if you have subscriber questions, just hit the subscribe button, leave comments below, and as always, I'll do my best to create a video for you. I'm going to get ready for our 8 o'clock interview uh, with Matt. Have a great day. Bye.